Guys, Satoyo here, one half of the undisputed mega duo known as Them Boys back once again. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to rate us, review us, give us five stars because we work hard for you. This episode, we come in right off the rip. We talk about podcasts, interestingly enough. We talk about Will Smith's apology, and then we end on the most recent news about Brittany Griner. Guys, this is a good episode. It's a fun episode. I hope it's an informative episode for y'all. It definitely is. So again, like, comment, subscribe, Them Boys. Peace. Pearl man. Pearl man. What's going on, man? Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know, I like my girls a little bit older been stuck in my head for weeks. yeah i mean yeah i mean that's the outfield right yeah, i don't want to lose the your love tonight. dude listen it's that was a stuck. hard lie that was a powerful like that was a generational dude, listen, like, now that's listen that's a powerful line now it's like the only song from the 80s that is about an of-age woman mm-hmm. like vocally right i've had it yeah. i've been hearing it everywhere i turn i've been hearing yeah. this now it could be one of those things where you notice a thing and then you can't not see it sure. you know what i mean but I feel like this song, like I'll just be driving down the road and all of a sudden I just start hearing, I just start hearing it. And immediately yeah. I'm just like, oh, when are we going to get to the line? And yeah. then the second he says, you know, I like my girls a little bit older. I just cut, I turn off the radio. Yeah. That's I just well, drive in silence. Well, you know, the, the power of music, guys, Alex Perlman, Satoyo, them boys, you know what it is. You know, how we get down, you know, Perlman, the power of music is that sometimes there'll be some songs and some lyrics that are so powerful that either end a musical genre in total or they end that act's career. And yeah. this is a perfect example of that, because so, for instance, like give a quick recap, guys. Uh, in the early 90s, there was this there was this genre called New Jack Swing. It was kind of like a hybrid between R&B and like and some rap music. So think of like Boys to Men before they started singing ballads exclusively. There was a group called Poison and they are Belle Biv DeVoe rather. And they had a song called Poison. Yep. And in that song, the hook goes, you never trust a big button to smile. That girl is poison. That was such a powerful and correct line. I would also say you never trust any uh, big butted person and a smile. They're going to ruin your life just yep. as a hard fact. But that powerful line was so true and so real. It was a hit and New Jack Swing never recovered. Now, concurrently, the outfields, this song is their only hit. They literally said, you know, I like of age women. And the industry was like, you will never make another fucking yeah. hit ever again. You understand 1980, me? 1980, right? Yeah. They got this fucking song and it goes, it goes so fucking good. It goes so mm. fucking good to the point where like it's everywhere and it's in all these movies and everything. They've had other songs mm-hmm. that yeah. also did sure. well. Sure. But like sure. nowhere near, nowhere near this. Down and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know, I like my girls a little bit older. I mean, and that speaks that it's listen, done. listen, it's done. that line alone. You know, I like my girls a little bit older right there. Yeah. First thing, first thing, you got the moms back on your side. The yep. moms are here for the rock. They're like, oh, yep. this could be about me. Yep. This is, the 80s. This is about me. This is the 80s. Divorce is popping. Uh-huh. You know, you don't want to know why so many moms were dead in 80s and 90s sitcoms? Divorce. They didn't want to say divorce. Yeah. But they had to write the mom off so there'd be a single dad. So that way they could explain what these new blended families were about. 
Yeah. That was the whole reason. You watch all those shows back in the day, all those shows, Full House, all of them. Mom's dead. That's the reason why. Every, yeah. Mom can't be there. But you, that's the powerful thing about it is, man, that's like that is this is a song that's like 40 years old. But this song, right? Same time. This song came out the same time. You know this song? I don't know this song. Oh, oh, you'll know it in a second. Hold on, just wait. It's a very long intro. This is an annoyingly long intro. This dude looks like a creeper, first of all. Oh yeah, this is Benny Mardonez. Yeah, Hold well, on. wait, here, name... here comes the first line. Ready? She's just 16 years old. Jesus Christ. Wait, watch his face, watch his face. Wait, wait. Oh my God. Bro. But here's the part, this is the part, this is the chorus everyone knows. This played in every prom. This played on everything ever. Look at him, he's staring at a 16 year old girl through the window. Satoya. He's staring at a 16-year-old girl through the window whose dad just said she is a child. Yeah. Fully grown 30-year-old man. Yeah. So, well, so yeah, what so you mean? Like, wait, 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 what you mean fully grown 30-year-old man? That dude at least 47. <laughs> like that, yeah, well, that they, is a 47-year-old. No, people lived a harder life in the 80s. All right. Of course they did. That's that's why that's he's 47. Why, but that's he's why, 47. But listen, when Benny Mar Mardonis is out here, right? Closing every prom, then I need every prom of the 80s to open. Josie's on, Josie's on a vacation, baby. I need it. Yeah, she's got him. You're listening to WMMR. That was that. That was the yin and yang of the 80s, everybody. Well, and in the. And the thing about of the white eighties of the white juxtaposed, juxtaposed to right now, we've endured R. Kelly. Uh, we've endured Ooh. a lot of other situations that are even more nefarious in nature. The the, the groomer uh, the groomer subgenre appears to be just here to stay. As Dane Cook has married uh, his girlfriend, who's been dating for five years now. They are they got engaged or whatever. Do you, do you think she's they played? hold on? Hold on. She's twenty three years old. <laughs> this yeah. man was forty five when he started dating this 18 year old girl. And I, I get it, she's of age and legal, but hey bro, I mean, listen, I ain't 50, I can't speak to that, but as a dude in his mid thirties, what the fuck for? That's fucking weird. And, and realistic, I know it's maybe like a new phenomena that that's weird because you know, the 1800s, this is more acceptable or whatever else, but bro, I'm sorry, <laughs> this shit is peculiar. At the very least, because again, yeah, you're getting a person, you're trying to, you're, you're wanna, you wanna be with the person when their frontal lobe isn't even fully developed. What the fuck is wrong with you? Exactly. An 18 year old with another 18 year old or a well, 19 year old, or that makes sense. Here's what's fucked up, right? What's really fucked up is 45, he was 45 years old and she was 18 when he admitted that they were going out. Yes. We don't Oof. know anything else. Oof. We oh, don't know God. anything else. Oh, I'm tired. At all. I'm tired, but you know, I'm tired. You know, looking back though, everyone always talks about you know all the classic days of rock and roll and all this different stuff. Here, so here's another song for you. This is one's by Ringo Starr. This is only two minutes long. Here's the chorus. 
Jesus Christ. And you know who that is in the video? That's Carrie Fisher. That's Princess Leia he's creeping on. And then and, and we wonder why that woman had such a hard luck life. Dude, she was being creeped on. Of course on. she OD'd on a plane. Yeah. Yeah, that was the only way to go. She's Dude. been through enough. She wasn't even wrong for doing drugs. <laughs> the, yeah. the society, the society was wrong for putting her in them type positions that she's like, I can't be, I can't feel my feelings because I no. have been violated numerous times by by famous people who that even when I tell other women, they'll be like, no, no, like no, 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 no. especially no. in that time period. Fuck, man. Yeah. I, 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 uh, the, oh, yeah. the lies. Yeah, sorry. I had to get a few of those. And I I'm hope sure that the recording did. worked. I hope that the audio actually played through. And I hope we don't get taken down by iTunes or some shit for playing too long on the song. That's why I was talking over bits of them. But just the line, the, the song is literally called Ringo Starr. You're 16, you're beautiful, and in parentheses, and you're mine. And you're mine, bro. And you're mine? Like, don't even talk to me about R. Kelly age is nothing but a number. Because this dude is yeah. just straight up. This is like, well, why did we think he was a bomber? Because he wrote a song called mm-hmm. I'm going to light a fucking explosive device in the World Trade Center. Well, yeah, this, this game is dirty. This whole this whole damn thing, Perlman. Speaking of dirty games, Perlman, I mean, you know, we're here. This podcast game is whatever it is. Bloomberg dropped this interesting and actually kind of like wildly uh, demoralizing article, uh, basically saying, hey, man, a lot of podcast guests are paying up to $50,000 to appear on popular uh, podcast shows. And I'm going to keep it real with you. When I first heard this, my first thought was, oh, you mean like payola in the music industry? And it turns out, yeah, basically. 100%. 100%. Just Just like that. Yeah, the reason why payola is illegal in the music industry is because radios, radio shows, are are regulated by the FCC Mm -hmm. because they are on public airwaves. Podcasts do not have that. Now, some forms of things like MTV back in the day and things like that, like they, even though they were on cable, they still followed the regulation Mm -hmm. just as a best practice because they didn't want that regulation to actually be enforced. Yes on them at MTV and VH1 and all these other things. But this is insane. The first thing, Satoyo sent me this article, and the first thing we both said at the same time was, oh, we're doing this wrong. Yeah. Because, listen. <laughs> yeah, totally. Listen, we are we have fucked up royally. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, as I was scrolling through this article and reading it, because I didn't, wait, when I read the title, I was like, oh, yeah, no, that makes total sense. Like, I didn't even have to read this fucking article. Yeah. I didn't even have to. And the thing is, what people don't realize, and what the authors of this don't realize, is this actually plays into another... Uh, recent article that I read, and I can't remember where it was from, but it was about uh, a news organization decided to create a fake PR company to see how easy it is to get disinformation on into the media. Yeah. So they created a fake PR company to push crackpot fringe climate change deniers, right? And they were like, all right, we're going to have to try to do that. And they came up with all these different ways to do it. And they sat down, they brainstormed, they figured out who we're going to have to bribe, who we're going to have to sweet, you know, to talk into this. And then they reached out to the first news organization and they said, oh, great, cool. We're always looking for climate change deniers. We always have to show both sides. Uh-huh. And they were just like, what? And then they realized it was super fucking easy. And in yep. fact, 
it's the reverse on that side because some of those places like CNN and others will pay you for an appearance fee uh-huh. to be on there. Like you look at a guy like Jordan Peterson, like Jordan Peterson goes on all these fucking things and is often paid. Yes. And then people are like, oh, well, people will watch because they'll hate watch Jordan Peterson. Yeah. And then his people will watch my shit. And so this, this thing with the pay for play podcasting is just so fucking insane to me. And I saw, and I got no argument with quite a few people replying to the author of this article for Bloomberg um, because a few of them were like, Oh, it doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. Like, yo, uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting conversation. It's entertaining. Like I'm getting it for free. What does it matter? I'm like, no, it's not an interesting conversation. You're no, listening to an ad. Yeah. You're listening to an ad again. It's manufactured consent. It's just like, no, the person who can pay gets to then play. And often this has been, it's been shown. This is very popular amongst people in the wellness industry and mm-hmm. wellness is broad as fuck. Sometimes that's people who do yoga. Sometimes that's people who pray to crystals, right? The cryptocurrency game, crypto bros. Okay. So literally like astrology for men and, yep. and business folks. <laughs> You're like, so again, these are but all, three- all three of those, all three of those areas are areas that are constantly pushing products. Yes. Constantly pushing times. products, at all constantly time. pushing products. And what the guests are doing also are coming on, they're pushing brands and lifestyle. Yes. which are completely intertwined with the products. Yeah. It's, it, you can't get away from this, especially in those. And those three areas also are the ones that are often most influenced and infiltrated mm-hmm. by hard right uh, groups yeah. In, yeah. On, on Facebook groups and others on different yeah. forums all over the place. Because again, it's an area that's rife with graft. Yes. So the cryptocurrency market, especially, you can watch the cryptocurrency to fucking, the crypto bro, to alt-right pipeline is so small that it's basically just a pipe cleaner that it's eating its own tail. Like you just tie it right back. It's an Ouroboros because you get into cryptocurrency because you think you're going to fucking make it and then you fail and you lose all your money. So of course this is the Jews fault. Yeah. So, and, and, and here's the thing that those guys will go on to these fucking things. They'll push their shit coin, right? So you listen to a guy, he went on there, he pushed the shit coin to you. Gay, come out here and buy my Elon Musk uh, dick coin. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to go to the moon. Mm-hmm. It fails. But he was fun on the podcast that you listen yes. to. So yeah. then you see that he's going on a different podcast. So you go listen to that other podcast. Or you just start watching his YouTube show. Or you start watching some other thing. You've completely disassociated from the fact that this guy ripped you off three months ago. Uh-huh. Because he, he paid 10 grand to go on one of these shows that you listened to because you were originally listening to for information. When in reality, you were watching a fucking infomercial yes you were literally watching an ad you were watching an ad that lasted an hour long and here's the thing both parties are making profit off of this here's why it's important it should be disclosed because both the podcast itself and the person who's the guest in the podcast are making revenue off of this while you if you're subscribed to their patreon or whatever are are spending money oftentimes getting very terrible advice especially as it relates to finances or cryptocurrency uh getting into that shit and then losing what little money you got. Meanwhile, they just made money hand over fist. And oftentimes, if they put on a big enough guest, they can snag some more advertising. Like they can snag more advertiser money on top of that. Meanwhile, you getting jerked and you think, oh, no, this is like the best information or the best source for the information. Nah, man, they just had a couple thousand dollars that they were able to throw at a podcast host who has a solid enough following. Because honestly, like if you got the right information, it doesn't mean if you got the right information and you're compelling, in no way does that mean that a a popular podcast is going to want you on. All these podcasts, the really popular ones, they about this money, bro. 
yep. exclusively about this money. So you ain't getting the best information. You're getting the information of the person who could pay the most money to speak on a popular podcast. Exactly. And that's the big thing with a lot of these. And a lot of these are tied into other different ways, other different things. Like Satoya was saying about Patreon. Like if you're giving your money, Patreon money, right? And Satoya and I have gone back and forth about whether or not we would ever do a Patreon. I think, number one, I don't believe we have enough listeners. Number two, that means that we would have to hold ourselves to a standard for you guys of regular releases, all this different stuff. And I want to be one of those, those shitty people. I don't want to be those shitty people where, you know, if, if I have something happening in my life, if Stuart has something happen in his life that we don't record the show and then we're ripping you guys off for five, you know, even one dollar a month. One dollar. Yeah. yeah that's, I, even that's I've, like and I right. don't give money to Patreons. I right. don't, I don't, I don't, I don't give any money to any of those things. If I want to get money from somebody, I want to give you a service or I want to give you an item. Like on my TikTok, I sell that T-shirt, that stupid fucking T-shirt. It's made some money, which is cool. It's just pocket yeah. money. But again, at the end of the day, you're getting a T-shirt. Yeah. Right? So you got something. And the T-shirt doesn't say my name on it. It's not tied to me in any way. It just says it's getting worse. It's funny. Mm-hmm. So you can find that by going to my TikTok uh, at... Alex underscore Plurman. <laughs> there you go. Go to my bio, click on the That's link. Right. But see, but see, but here's but, but, the thing. But, but, but hold on, but real quick. So you're giving money to these, you're giving two, three, four bucks a month to these mm-hmm. fucking guys through Patreon because you think you're helping out these guys because you think of these guys as your fucking buddy. Yeah, and they ain't you're, your buddies, bro. Yeah, your fucking buddies. You are a fucking decimal point on a spreadsheet to them. Mm-hmm. This one part of the article says that they should be charging 100 to $150 per thousand average listeners. So if you are listening, if you first thing, if you have a Patreon and you're making four grand a month off your Patreon, right? Let's just assume you're making a dollar. That's $4,000 right there Mm -hmm. that you're getting monthly. So I can only assume you have 4,000 listeners. Now, the thing is, is we all know that the number is going to be much higher. So at a thousand, at for a thousand dollars per thousand listeners, that's 400 bucks right there to do an hour long interview. That's per episode. Yeah. So let's, let's assume four per month. That's 1600 bucks. Yeah. That's, that's greater. That's a greater, uh, gross pay than minimum wage. Yeah. So why the fuck are you going to give your $1 for Patreon money to a fucking podcast that does funny interviews that's having people pay right when you could give that dollar to the dude working at the fucking night shift of the gas station mm-hmm. so he could stop working at a fucking gas station. And instead, you're giving it to two fucking hipsters who moved to goddamn Brooklyn who are trying to convince you to yeah. pay, buy a fucking shit coin or to yeah. buy some fucking oil so that way they can finally st- have their parents stop paying their fucking family plan mm-hmm. for their cell phone, which they ain't gonna. They're gonna stay on that until the day they die. And I will not fucking yell at them for that you should stay on the family plan as long as possible this is now officially a financial advocacy podcast (laughs) (laughs) number one thing never leave your parents family plan if you Uh do you're just doubling the income of the big cell phone providers the day i left my family plan i've never been more mad in all my fucking life my dad did not save money and i had to pay the same amount of money as him Mm -hmm. all that happened was i just gave verizon double the fucking money that's (laughs) double the money to verizon Verizon didn't get double. They're not giving me double the shit. Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast has been renamed. It's no longer the Them Boys podcast. It is now the Those Gentlemen podcast, where we give you sound and sage financial advice 
in a very, very desperate time. But seriously, you know, like this is the thing. And it's what's so crazy, the, the, the return that these, these people get for engaging in this shit. So this is from Bloomberg, and I'm just going to quote it here. It says, for guests who appear on multiple shows, the expense can quickly add up, but the returns can be worthwhile. One of uh, Dumas's guests, Nick Unsworth, a business CEO, a business coach and CEO of Life on Earth, said he paid Dumas to show $35,000 for two appearances and 12 weeks of ads. In the end, he made $150,000 in revenue by converting free podcast listeners into customers who paid for access to his business courses. Man, you are so especially in these business joints, you are not, you are not getting the yeah. best information. You are literally getting motherfuckers do or literally be like, sign up for my courses so I can take more of your money in your life. That's not improving in any way. But also the other thing too, is some people will be like, Oh, well, you know, the host will push back. No, they won't. No, if they this is part of, this is part of their revenue stream yes. now for you the host seen- of the podcast. Because think about this. If you go and pay a motherfucker $20,000 to come on a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. To go sell your business course. And the host Mm -hmm. of the podcast goes, I don't know, man. This whole thing sounds like shit. You're a bad person. Also, we look you up and you got a lot of charges coming. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Your your podcast is now known as the guy who fucking stabbed people in the back over $20,000. So who's going to pay you again? You're looking for this revenue stream. Because again, it's not going to be your Patreons. It's not. This is the same thing as when fucking local news stations run ad copy and call it local stories. We've all seen that YouTube video that the people have cut together of like 35 different store, the different channels from across the nation of local news, all reading the same exact story at the same tone being cut together to make it seem like there is a nation of choice out there. Yep. And it's just different people saying the same fucking thing. And again, because that isn't stated that this is a run through ad copy, the average person sitting there does not know about this. And then there'll be other people who say, well, everybody knows about this. everyone's known about this forever. Mm-hmm. Everybody's known about this forever. No. Did you know that uh, Aaron Burr, the reason he killed Hamilton is because Hamilton accused Aaron Burr of fucking his own daughter. Yep. <laughs> no, you didn't. Uh huh. Everybody fucking what everybody knew about that. I learned it. I learned about that years ago. No, you didn't. Not everybody. People learn shit at different times and people have a different level of where they pull in information. So Toyo tells me shit all the time about fucking rap, rap history mm-hmm. and fucking sports and shit. I do not follow. Mm-hmm. I do not follow. I had no idea about Ice Cube's diss track that destroyed the NWA. Yeah. So Toyo told me about that shit. I sat down and fucking listened to it. I thought I was alive during it. (laughs) I never heard it. I pulled that shit up on iTunes, put put lyrics on, and watched that shit. He blew me away. I I brought him up. I was like, oh, everybody knows about that. I'm like, I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Don't be sick. That was the that was a five minute hate crime. Yeah, it was. It was very bad. It was it destroyed them. It ruined them forever. What you guys No Vaseline by Ice Cube. Yeah. Fucking start dude the anti-semitism yeah the homophobia yeah it's the venom yes it's a very i'm a smart man who existed deep in media my entire life i was alive when that album came out i watched the behind the musics of both the nwa and ice cube i have seen are we there yet one and two (laughs) i did not know about this fucking song yeah you didn't know about the time that ice cube was a monster yeah so when 
when Bloomberg writes an article yeah. saying that all these fucking places are being paid, don't go, everybody knows. No, no, I didn't fucking know. I've been doing podcasts since 2007. It's- I would have kept my fucking audience. I would have kept fucking pivoting. Yeah. And then I was like, this one isn't fun. I had a podcast at one point that had 15,000 listeners back in 2008. You know what that fucking number could do now? Now? Well, Fuck now, you. Perlman. Yeah, now you are you wouldn't be working in a bank. No, <laughs> That's what it no I would not. You I would not. not. But listen, you, but here, to all you listeners, hold on, to all the listeners out there, especially the three of you from fucking Hungary, we yeah. love and respect you, and we're thankful. But we ain't do this shit for you. Yep. This is you were listening to a therapy session. Uh huh. My boy Satoyo been keeping me sane for so long, <laughs> and he deserves all of the respect and mm-hmm. love and appreciation. Y'all need That's to go true. buy his fucking album. When your album coming out? You got pre order. August twenty sixth. Pre order it. I'll leave the link. We'll leave the link in the description. We'll make sure it's there because nah, you really should pre-order it. Cause I, I will say this. I mean, there's, you know, it's a great album. Uh, I was there. Uh, the I audience was, there. was fantastic. Yeah. It was a great, it's a great album. It's a great product. And I put for 2022, I put it up against any other comedy album. I'll say that right now, because why wouldn't I say that? It's my stuff. Having said that, Will Smith, I know you're going through a hard time. If you want to give us uh, $200 to appear on our podcast, to state your claim, that would be nice as well. That would be nice. That would be very, very nice. Yeah. Speaking of Will Smith, you know, you want to talk, you know, I sit back and sometimes I think that we're collectively having just an awful 2022. The, the 2020s have just been awful. They have not been enjoyable. They have not been fun. But whoo, when I tell you it has been particularly brutal to Will Smith, <laughs> Um, he has finally about what, six days ago came out and he put a public apology onto YouTube. So you some of this want me to put it on. Yeah. Yeah, right. put, yeah. Put some of it on. Let's go. It's been a minute over the last few months. I've been doing a lot of thinking and personal work. The screen says you asked a lot of fair questions that I wanted to take some time to answer. Now I do want to say, I have not seen this at all. I've not watched it. Have you watched it already? I've watched, I've watched it. Yeah. I've seen it. Look at it. Okay. Oh, he defeated. Look at him. No, he this he's already acting mode, dude. Yeah. This is why not- didn't you apologize to Chris in your acceptance speech? Um I was fogged out by that point. It's 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 all fuzzy. Okay, real quick, I'll pause right there. Just because I that's true. Yes. I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and say, listen, when the adrenaline's going, yeah, and it's an award show. And this is the moment he's been waiting for his entire life, right? When he got that, that speech, that's a hundred percent true. I'll believe him on that. And I wouldn't have expected him to apologize then. Like, yeah. Once you go that deep, once you go that deep in the can and it's, and everybody can watch nah, man, you're going to no, you're going to do everything but apologize. Also, also when you, yeah, when you have that much pumping through you, you have that much adrenaline, that much height, that much everything. Like you ain't re-looking at what you just happened. No. Until the, at least 24 hours later. It's yep. going to take that long to come down. Yep. All right, let's keep going. I've reached out to Chris, um, and the, mes- the message that came back is that uh, he's not ready to talk, and when he is, he will reach out. Um, How many takes do you think this is? I think this is the fifth. So I will, I will say to you, uh, Chris, I looking for a camera cut. Apologize to you. Uh, my behavior hard. was 
unacceptable. Okay. And I'm here whenever you're ready to talk. Okay, pause right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's what I'll say to that. Now, again, I think the overarching issue that we have in our society is it is not, uh, there is no social currency to gain. And it's been it's been statistically proven. There is no social currency to gain from apologizing. Uh, we as a society do not accept apologies. It's been shown that even if you apologize in earnest, people will find a way to minimize your apology to sit there and be like, well, that wasn't enough. What type of work are you doing? Whatever else. So he has absolutely nothing to gain. Statistically, he has nothing to gain from apologizing. Um, and, and again, he's taking full accountability for his behavior. He says, unacceptable. You're not ready to talk to me. Uh, when you're ready to talk, I'm here for that. That is what, you, it, it, again, even if he's not genuine in the apology, yeah. the manner in which he apologized, of course you can sit there and say, well, he took too long to apologize. Of course he did. <laughs> yeah. But in this regard, he's actually given an apology that is not shifting the blame to anyone else, taking full accountability for that. Now, the, on, the, on the other end of this, from the Chris Rock angle where he's not ready to talk. The crazy thing about it is, is that he's right. There's really no reason to talk. You know, Perlman, yeah. you and I have done comedy and, you know, in various places where the mood uh, really took a turn for the worse and yep. someone acted inappropriately towards you. And you found a way to get through that moment and carry the show forward. Yeah. And I can say as a person who's been through that many a time, and I know you have as well, the last thing you want to do after the fact is talk to that person. I just want to get out of there. Yeah, you just want to get out of there. there. And, 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 and honestly, like you did your job, you got through it. And even in the days after or the weeks after, really the last thing you want to do is apologize or, or hear their apology because you're you're done with it. You're just like, all right, whatever. But it's, it's cool. also like, every but also in that in that situation too, which is true for the, both these guys, mm -hmm. this is a big world. Yeah. Entertainment's a big industry. These two never have to cross paths again. Everybody knows to not create a situation where Will Smith and Chris Rock will unknowingly cross paths. Yeah. To one thing I'll say, which I, I would say immediately why I, I already think this is trash. That statement of uh, Chris uh, doesn't want to talk. Blah, blah, blah. I apologize. No. You're clearly, you're apologizing. You're claiming you're apologizing to Chris. But what you're trying to do uh -huh. is you're trying to apologize to all the people who watched Fresh Prince over the years, all the people who sure. watched Independence sure. Night, sure. all the people who watched all these fucking movies and thought you were better, yes. that you weren't one of those, Will. And well, it, that's, yeah. what, that's what this is coming off. Because look at him. He's here. He's in his fucking polo shirt. He's got the nice Target backdrop. This all this shit. This this looks like you know he's in a fucking sure. IKEA set. This ain't for Chris Rock. Yeah. Because if it was, this Be is just another YouTube apology video. Fair. And here's the thing: he, he's apologizing because he can't get an audience with Chris Rock. Yep. So it's like if I can't if I can't say whatever I need to say to you directly, then I have to go about it in this way. Okay, continue. Um I, I want to apologize to Chris's mother. Yo. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to go on. I saw an interview that Chris's mother did. And, you know, that was one of the things about that moment. I just didn't realize, and, you know, I wasn't thinking, but how many people got hurt 
in that moment. Okay. So I want to uh, apologize to Chris's mother. I want to apologize to uh, Chris's family. Okay. Uh, specifically, Tony Rock. You know, we had a great relationship. You know, Tony Rock was my man. Um, and uh, this, this, is, this is probably irreparable. Um, I spent the last three months um, replaying and understanding the nuances and, and the complexities of what happened in, in that moment. Um, and I'm not gonna try to unpack all of that right now. Real quick, do you think, because it's difficult to tell, do you think that there's a teleprompter on this? No, I don't think so. Because I think he's a very eloquent individual. Um, I think he could, it's been shown that he knows what he's doing. He yeah. knows how to talk. He knows the manner in which to speak. If there's a teleprompter there, they then they added in all them ums and ahs. You know what I'm saying? They add, they told him pause here then. Yeah, yeah. Necessarily well, because there's, there's not, camera cuts. There's camera yes, cuts. Of course, there's always going to so, be camera yeah. cuts. I, I mean, it's clearly been edited. Less. Of course, of course, yeah, yeah. as well as it should be. Um, because, I mean, that's that's the world we live in. You know, okay. you, you, you gotta meet, if you're gonna do it, make it look good, right? Um, so I do all I, my shit in one take. I don't want. Yeah, no, I likewise. do one take. I don't cut. I don't edit. No, no, I don't cut neither. But Pearlman, here's the difference: we're just talented and not famous. <laughs> that's the difference, <laughs> right? They got, they, they got a budget those for gentlemen. that. We don't, we those gentlemen. Yeah, we don't got that budget, so we gotta get it. We gotta get it done immediately, baby. We can't yeah. do it no other way. But so, so for this, I think it's very interesting because it's like, hey, man, and I think what he's having a hard time dealing with, because like you said, he's apologizing to everyone who watched Fresh Prince, Independence Day, uh, Men in Black, uh, I Am Legend, all this other stuff. Wild Wild like, West, he, yeah. he should apologize he should, he, to everyone. Actually, he should just apologize for Wild Wild <laughs> yeah. West. Yes, yo, <laughs> honestly. There needs to be a separate video for that. I Listen, I had to go see that with my racist aunt. That was mm. an uncomfortable, in the theater, it was yeah. uncomfortable. Cause she, her exact words were, I like the original TV show. And I was like, it was a show. Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, I remember I was what, 13, 14 at the time that movie dropped. And I remember, wow, seeing, wow, wow. I remember seeing the trailers and I was like, this is going to be terrible. Do you remember and when I've they never, left? Do you remember when they left Stevie wonder on stage at the MTV music video awards? I do remember that. Or was in the MTV movie awards. They did yeah. a whole thing yeah. and they had Stevie wonder. Yeah. And then they left him. You should apologize to Stevie wonder. Will Smith. I wouldn't apologize to Stevie wonder. Stevie ain't blind. Uh, but so going, <laughs> Steve ain't blind. But no, but so for that, I look at that from the perspective there of There was dude. pyro on the stage. There were yeah. chords places. He may not be 100% blind, but he's definitely. Did he? Of, did he? Yeah, he missed all that pyro. The pyro didn't touch him, huh? Stevie well, knew where he was. Because he was sitting at a fucking piano. He knew exactly where he was. They Stevie built the pyro. They, it was the pots. I would that worry man, about tripping over it. That man was okay. All right. <laughs> I'm playing again. I'm playing yeah. again. Yep. And I can say to all of you, there is no part of me that thinks that was the right way to behave in that moment. Now, there's no part of me now that thought this was the right way. Sure. At the course. moment, at the of moment. Course. Of All course. Right. Yeah. There's no part of me that thinks that's the optimal way to handle a feeling of disrespect or, or insults. After Jada rolled her eyes, did she tell you to do something? No. Um, it's like, you know, I'm, I made a choice on my own from my own experiences, from my 
history with Chris. Jada had nothing to do with it. Do you believe that? So yeah, well, yeah, yes and no. So here's the thing. Here's yes and no. So I, the, I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah. She never she didn't have to say she didn't have to. And it was it was like Trump when he said we're marching into the Capitol. Uh-huh. This is this is what I will say, and I want to say this to the listeners, man. I don't know if you've ever been in a toxic relationship. Ooh. I have with someone who's not mentally well. I have. Uh, you don't need to be told if you're with them long enough, you get the cues, you get the looks and you know what it's like to think everything was cool. And then some get brought up in the car and next thing, you know, you sleep on the, on the couch for a month, or then you don't fuck for another three months after that. And they're just, it, it fucks with your life. Now, Will is correct. He did that on his own. That, that's on him. He got to own that one. But what I would say to any person who's ever been in a toxic relationship where you find yourself acting outside of yourself in public, in public, and that other person is just sitting there because you do dumb shit because that's something you've been with that person for too long. And you know, if I don't do nothing, I'm going to hear about it. I'm going to catch hell for it. I'm going to be devalued for it in some way. Yep. The funny thing about it is, is he's finding out, yeah, I thought I was doing the right thing and I got devalued by her anyway. She yep. dogged me out anyway. So yep. that's why I sit there and say to people, whether you be male, female, non-binary, I don't give a fuck. You find yourself in one of those types of situations because what Will's bent out of shape about is he didn't think he was that person. Like he genuinely is like, and again, he's got 50 years worth of evidence to support that I'm not that guy. But now this one moment has now, it's a part of his narrative. He'll never really get over it. I mean, financially, he's going to be fine, but this is now a part of him something that he had avoided all his life. His father domestically abused his, his, his mother, abused her physically, mentally, uh, abused the, 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 his, his brothers and sisters. So he comes from that place. So he never thought that he was going to be that type of person. And it turns out you can always be the type of person you never thought you would be if you're in a bad enough situation. That's why I sit there and say to those who find themselves in a relationship that don't appear to make no sense, where up is down and left is right, get the fuck up out of there. Or you might find yourself like Will, but you ain't got the financial capital to support your ass when you do some dumb shit like that. This guy, uh, also Will Smith, I just don't know. He's dressed exactly like Tiger Woods. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but Tiger, yeah, Tiger, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, babe. Um... Wait, that, oh, that apology that apology ain't gonna help that apology ain't gonna help I'll tell you that right wait, now all this we, were, we, we did he did two and a half minutes apologizing to chris rock chris rock's whole family you, Chris Rock's yeah, whole you, mom let me go apologize to my wife now this is yeah, the wife section so let's yeah, see how long let's see how long the wife section is and say sorry to my my kids and and my family okay for the heat that i brought on all of us um, to all my fellow nominees. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll give them that. The wife section was short. It was the question they picked. Mm -hmm. That was good. That was good. He's about, I can see, cause I have, I always have closed captions on cause it's just so much better for everything. Yeah. I can see what the next line is and I'm just gonna, I'll pause in a second. You know, this is a community. It's like I won because you, you voted for me and it, it, it really breaks my heart to have stolen and, and tarnished, tarnished your moment. Um, I can still see Quest Love's eyes. <laughs> hey man, sometimes Yo, you can see a man's the greatest, eyes. That's the greatest sentence. I can still see his I can, eyes. Bro. I can still see Quest Love's eyes. Dude, I'm that. Oh. You know, it, it happened on Quest Love's uh, award Ooh. and 
you know. You want to talk about what the award was for? It's like I'm 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 sorry really isn't Maybe you should mention what the award was for. Sufficient. Yeah. Talk, no, you talked about community that. early. He talked he about gonna, community. You're not going to do that. You're not no, going to no, do that. No, no. Knows which community he said he was sorry to all the fellow nominees. Yeah. yeah. All the fellow rich people in the room. Yeah, of course. West yeah. Love is it's Quest Love's moment you fucking ruined. And you hey. you fucking why don't you promote the fucking documentary that Questlove was up there, which is about a community that should be a little closer to your heart. Do you know, okay. do you know how hard I had to work? And from Quest's perspective, it's like I can only imagine he's like, I could imagine just some some regular Quest. Philly dudes doing this or some regular like Harlem dudes doing this. I don't even but think about the fact he, that he, both of them he, are from Philly. Yeah, both, both are from, from I Philly. Say, I, I didn't even think about the fact that they are both two Philly musicians, Questlove yep. and Will. He was like, I never they both saw have, They both have had to do shit for NBC for way too long. Mm-hmm. And fucking Questlove has been, Questlove's been out there for 10 years pretending to laugh at Jimmy Fallon's jokes mm-hmm. to get enough money to mm-hmm. make this fucking documentary to finally promote this amazing concert from back in the day. It's been forgotten to history. And Will Smith got a slap Chris Walk. You better. Every night you close your eyes, you better see Quest Love's eyes in your head, Will. Right. <laughs> Every fucking night, Every the last night. thing you see before you go to sleep. Yep. Quest Love just looking at you with judgment. Yep. All right, keep it going. What would you say to the people who looked up to you before the slap or people who expressed that you let them down? I would say, welcome to Earth. All right, sorry. Um, <laughs> so there's two things. One. Welcome to Earth. Um, say it. Say the line. Disappointing people uh, is my central trauma. Oh, um, we're doing this. I hate yep. when I let language. people down. We know this. Um, we already know so this. So it, it hurts. We're using trauma. Yeah. Uh, it oh, hurts oh, me psychologically and emotionally to know I didn't live up to uh, people's image and impression of me. And the work I'm trying to do is I am deeply remorseful and I'm trying to be remorseful without being ashamed of myself. I understand this, this is, this is some LA, this is LA answers right now. This is Hollywood, Los Angeles. No, it's like, not, I get no, 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 I disagree. I disagree. Well, I, dis- I understand why you think that, but I disagree. Yeah. Okay. Only, only because realistically, like it, cause this is, it's supposed to be on my, my healing. My, I understand total. If he had said some, like my healing shit, I'm off on that. Cause when people say I need to heal, I think you're full of shit. I don't care what gender you are. When you say I need to heal, you're full of it. Everybody knows you're fucking full of it. Uh, He's not going that now. If he says it, if he says it, I'll be off on this. Well, no, I think I, I think more. It's that. no, it's more in the thing of like, okay, so he slapped Chris Rock, right? And he's apologized. This is this is how I'm reading it so far. I slapped Chris Rock. I'm sorry to Chris Rock. I'm sorry to everybody, everybody in the world. Uh, also, this is this is why uh, I have this thing that's broken, and that's why it happened. Sure, which sure. feels. Very much like when a guy has been a dickhead for 10 years and he's like, actually, I have Asperger's. You're the asshole for bringing no, it no, up. Fa- That's fa- what it feels like. And again, I know I cut him off before he could finish the fucking sentence, but this also does feel very much California. Sure, if he had stayed in Philly the whole time, I feel like he wouldn't have thought to put this on YouTube. 
Uh, maybe. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I think he still might have done YouTube. What I'll sit there and say is like, I can. Not I can this get, sentence. I don't think he right. would have done this sentence on YouTube is what I, I'm saying. This would have gone a different direction. I dig why you would feel that way. I dig. I, I appreciate you I, for digging and, and I, I, but, but the thing about it is, like you said, it's like a dickhead who says, actually, I have Asperger's. Right. And I know a lot of people do that. They think, like, oh, I'm yeah. face blind or here's why I'm not good with skits. Like, yeah, you're on the spectrum. And then you figure it out. And then you use that as an excuse to, to describe your bad behavior. No yeah, one. You don't, yeah. That. You don't get this, better. This guy has like 30 plus years of nice guy credits. So it's not like he's been a dickhead this entire time. He's okay. got an overwhelm. So now it's like, you're right. Everybody's like, bro, you, you know, so they're like, oh, bro, what? You know what? Remember how, I brought, remember how I brought up Aaron Burr earlier? Yeah. So one of the things I've been reading about it, one of the things was that everybody was trashing Aaron Burr for a long time, but before they started trashing him, everybody really liked him. Mm-hmm. And then Hamilton and a few other people talked mad shit on Aaron Burr. And so when Burr finally like challenged Hamilton to a duel and Hamilton had already been in 10 duels, mm-hmm. Aaron Burr was like, yo, bet. He said that I fucked my daughter. I'll kill this guy. So he yeah. went and he fucking shot him. And then everyone was like, oh, dude, you shouldn't have done that. Like that was that, that, reaction was like, bro, Aaron, you're supposed to be like Hamilton's always Hamilton's yeah. a dick to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You're the cool guy. Yeah. So we, and this is exactly what happened. Like Chris Rock. Chris Rock's been a dick to a lot of people over the years. Yep. Yep. Chris Rock is not. Chris Rock has not had the nice guy cred. No, 30 not. years nice guy cred like Will has. And somehow now we flipped it yeah. to where Chris is this victim all because of one moment. One moment. And, and you know what? The camera was in the room where it happened. Exactly. Right. All right, we I'm got 50 human. more seconds of this. And I made a mistake. And I'm trying not to think of myself as a piece of shit. Um, so I would say to those people, I know it was confusing. I know it was shocking. Um, but I... I promise you, I am uh, deeply devoted and committed to putting light and love and joy into the world. Hate and, that you know, that was Scientology. If right you there. if yeah, you hang was. on, <laughs> I promise we'll be able to be friends again. We've never been friends. I was about to say, you know what he said there? You know what that last part meant? I promise, if you hang on. I'm going to give you another reason to spend $18 on me. At the movie yeah, no, no. He's, he's like, I will restart this parasocial relationship. Yeah. That's and what that's he's trying the, to say. So what I'll say to this is, and, you know, I'll say this. I want to give, I'll say this. Yo, you know what? Because we live in a, in a, in a society that does not engage in apology, right? Statistically, like I've said, it, it, it does you no good to apologize publicly, right? Even if your apology is, is real. Um, we're just a very cynical society, right? I'll say this. Shouts to Will Smith for doing what a lot of politicians will never do. Actually, most politicians will never, ever do, right? Yep. The, the, the validity, the honesty of it, I'm not really here to dissect that. Um, but he did something a lot. your favorite artist would never do. Your favorite politician would never do. Having said that, also, it needs to always be remembered that Will Smith did the most avoidable thing ever. <laughs> like, what I tell oh, you, situa- <laughs> this situation so did not need to happen. He, he did the most uh, uh, avoidable thing that I think I've ever seen on public television, on live television anyway. And uh, I guess for that, you got to say something, right? Like, so, I mean, hey. Yeah, I think, I think that um, I, <laughs> I didn't watch it live when it happened, right? I didn't watch it live. And so watching, uh, you know, following up on it later, I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty crazy. 
Uh, it was pretty wild. I, I would say at this point, Will, you've made a lot of money. Jade has made a lot of money. The kids have made a lot of money. Uh, maybe you look at producing. You may not, you just may not be a star anymore. Mm-hmm. And again, as we've said on this podcast, if you are canceled for anything, just remember third shift gas stations are always fucking hiring mm-hmm. and they do not do background checks. They mm-hmm. just need you. They need someone to fucking work the register and reset the pumps at 4 a.m. That's all you got to fucking do. And yeah, it sucks. But you don't have to do that. You could just go fucking travel for the rest of your life, Will. You got you got money. Somebody won the fucking mega millions recently, and everybody's bitching because if they took the lump sum, they only get $400 million. Will, you already got it. Yeah. You already got it. And that shit's already invested. And you already been doing good on that shit. And you got residuals too. You got checks coming in. You're fine. So the yeah. only thing Will really lost is this parasocial relationship. Fact. And honestly, if Mel Gibson can come back, so can you, Will. You'd be all right. All right. So to wrap up here, Pearlman, because we got a little bit of time left, you know, some things have happened domestically and internationally that are of note. Uh, Merrick Garland has arrested the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. I really don't know what's going to happen with all that. I'm a cynic. I do not believe in the United States justice system at all, but we will see what comes as a result of that in the days and weeks to come. Also, in a bit of international news, uh, Brittany Griner has been sentenced to over nine years uh, in in a Russian prison um, for you know her, her cannabis her cannabis oil. Uh, they call it hashish, but it's, it's yeah, probably hashish, fucking. Yes. I mean, I didn't see a picture of her or anything. You know, it's like this is one of those things where I had like a friend of mine one time who was pulled over in Utah. Yeah, and they took apart her glove compartment and found uh, like a weed stem that you could argue wasn't a weed stem. Like she did smoke weed, sure, but there was like that. And like, they found a, a seed that may or may not have been a tick mm-hmm. and then threw him in jail for the night and like all this different stuff. But it was so small that the lab couldn't actually test it. Um, so they let her go. But I, it feels like that. If this feels like one of those situations, I know she pled guilty. Yep. She part did. of that is you're in Russia. Yep. So you might as well just do it. She like, like you're going to jail anyway. Yep. So whatever strategy this is, like, I, I don't give a fuck. And also, I don't go fuck Russia. Yeah, of course. So I look at it from this perspective, and I've, I've heard some things from people. And I look, there are, I know dudes that are sitting there saying, hey, man, she shouldn't have been carrying that stuff, that contraband over there. Okay, an argument can be made for that, I guess. I've even heard dudes sit there and say, black dudes sit there and say, Hey man, I don't know, you know, where she come from, but it just looked like she forgot she was black, you know, which honestly, I think that's pretty fair. Honestly. Uh, also at the same time, she's an elite level athlete. So she does what she does better than basically most what you do that you care about. She does her thing better than you do your thing. So her life has maybe been a little bit different in that regard. Uh, the way I look at this is, I mean, again, uh, if you want American nationalism to mean something to people, uh, if you want that to mean something to people of color, uh, you find a way to bring her home. But also it's one of those things. It's one of those things too, where they're going to, everyone's going to rag on Brittany Griner, right? Mm-hmm. You can see right here on my screen. I just pulled it up. Cause I remember this shit mm-hmm. back in 1980, Paul McCartney was touring with his band wings. Cause yep. we're going, we're going, we're talking shit on all the Beatles today. Yep. Paul McCartney got arrested in Japan yeah. to go on tour and landed there. And he had 7.7 ounces of marijuana. Yeah. 
Like you go down the list of people, especially famous people, rich people who travel internationally and just think they can bring fucking drugs with them. Yeah. Like she ain't alone in this. No, she's not. Like the real reason why people are like, oh, she should know better is that their reasoning is, is because she's, she's a black woman. Mm-hmm. And like, listen, people try to smuggle shit all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. What should happen when somebody's smuggling something illegally into the country is they get fucking deported and you say, you're never coming back here again. Yep. Not nine yep. fucking years for probably enough, enough fucking oil to get you stoned for a weekend. Right. After you've been playing basketball for a bunch of drunk Russians. Mm. Like, mm. you know, and, and I hear the argument too, where people are like, oh, you know, WNBA should pay more. Well, people need to go to more fucking WNBA games so they Fact. can make more fucking money. Fact. You know, that like be, that's, that would be helpful. That would be helpful. Well. You know, yeah. I hear all these fucking conservatives all day talk about how trans people and liberals are trying to destroy women's sports. Well, fucking go to a WNBA game. Mm-hmm. Give mm-hmm. these fucking young athlete, young female athletes, a fucking goal to shoot for, which is to <laughs> get into the WNBA. Because all they can see now, if you're really good at fucking basketball, congratulations. If you want to get paid, you're gonna have to travel half the fucking year to fucking Europe or Asia. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 a shame that one of the best basketball players in the world was literally engaging a gig economy. Right, like she was just picking up multiple gigs to to support herself. So, you know, I mean, again, if you if, if they want American nationalism to mean anything to anyone who isn't just a white man, they'll find a way to bring her back home. Also, I find it hilarious that Biden was like, this is unacceptable. And I'm like, you motherfuckers been doing this here for decades. Yeah, right. So that, I know. Yeah, right. Like, like you, you I was dude, like, what you, you mean? Dude, you wrote the three strikes bill. Yeah, Biden, you did. Shut the fuck out. The crime bill. That was you, bro. This was yours. And yeah. again, I, Putin's not dumb. Russ is he like, understood. dude, we learned this from you. Like, yeah, we fact. learned this from you, dad. We, we got it from you, dad. We learned it from you. We and saw Putin a black did. person with the least amount of drugs physically possible on yep. him. And, and, and we Putin, said, they're good at what? Get to the jail. And Putin's not a dumb dude. You know, well, he is kind of for engaging this in this Ukraine situation, but that's yeah. more psychopathy. But he understands full well that it's like, yeah, no. I mean, hey, if this was, and again, people say if this was LeBron well, James, one, LeBron James would never have to do that, obviously. Uh, two, but if this was like Mark McGuire, would it be an issue? Probably not. If this was uh, Derek Jeter, would it be an issue? Maybe not. He understands that from a from a social currency perspective, a black woman don't really mean much to a lot of uh, American politicians. So it's just like, yeah, I'm gonna snatch her, and in doing that inflame your citizens who are like what the mm-hmm. fuck is you gonna do and biden's gonna sit there and be like this is unacceptable inflame, i mean inflame, this- inflame biden's base exactly that's and the thing is, it's yeah. biden's the, the base that he needs yes, yes. right because if you ain't doing shit you got a black lesbian woman mm-hmm. basketball player and, and you ain't doing shit for it and there's another there's another guy there too i saw some dickhead one of these conservative dickheads screaming about some other uh, guy, I guess he's like an ex-Marine or something that was arrested a few years ago sure. for uh, espionage, according to the Russians, right? And they're like, and you have a Paul Wellhand. There we go, Wellen. And they're like, you got to do, uh, you know, Paul Wellen's been there for years. It's like, well, and I looked it up. I'm like, well, he's been there since Trump, baby. Like, nobody yeah. fucking cares about this guy. Yeah. But did, did you see who they're thinking about releasing and doing a prisoner train? I did, for? yeah, I did. I the did Lord of War. Yeah. The yeah. guy who they based the Nick Cage the movie, yeah, Lord movie of War on. on. Yep. Yeah, but that's crazy to me. It's like, all right, who are we gonna get for an ex-marine and the greatest basketball player of all time? Oh, a man 
who was such a death merchant that he inflamed so many civil wars in Africa Mm -hmm. that the price of diamonds went down. Bro, it sounds like capitalism to me. Like, that's (laughs) fucking wild. But I mean, like, but but look at that exchange rate. Yeah. That's a wild fucking exchange rate. I mean, Biden ain't done too much, so he's got he's got to figure something out. Yeah, you know, Victor Bout. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think in the coming days and in the coming weeks and in the coming months of this situation, you know, the longer she stays over there, you know, the more the more dire things get. Um, I think it hurts Biden more. Uh, of course, Republicans don't really give a shit if they think that it would help in some way. They don't they don't care. They think she should. Well, be there. He, they're not going to release her. They're not going to yeah. release her before the midterms. No, 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 no. That's the not. thing. That's yeah. the one thing. I mean, everybody should be aware of that. Yeah. And Russians are playing. They're, they're fucking they know when our elections are. Yeah, they know when things are going to play well. They know to release more and more information and say that Biden isn't doing anything while at the same time, which to be fair. They are trying. They have yes, been. They, they have been speaking to the Russians, uh-huh. doing all this stuff. At the same time, we are also giving half a 40, trillion dollars, forty billion dollars to the guys they're trying to take over. We're yeah. giving a lot of money to Ukraine. Yeah, we've got a lot of a lot of howitzers. We've yep. been getting a lot of drones. Yeah, we're killing all. Like, listen, we we ain't doing it directly, but like we're we're paying the guys who are killing a lot of their fucking generals right now. Yeah. So like them giving us back a basketball player is not high on their list. So they're going to use her for as long as they think they can use her. And then the last thing they'll use her for is giving her back. Yep. And and that's, and just, just be aware of that. That's how this is going to go because the Russians know this. They know this entire thing top to bottom, their justice system is not decentralized like ours. And what I mean by that is I don't mean that ours isn't corrupt. I mean that ours is corrupt on a state-by-state level for the most part and a region-by-region level. So you'll have pockets of corruption like you have here, but the overarching system isn't typically run by one person. Yeah. In her case, if the Kremlin want her to be found not guilty, Pootie Poot picks up the phone and goes, she's not guilty. She's not guilty, yeah. Yep. She's not guilty. They only read like go yeah. home. Yeah, that's it. Putin said, nah, here's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. No, he's like, we hold her. You give her, he goes, not 10, 10 crazy. Give her nine. Yeah. Nine? Nine, she, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Like that's nuts. And it's 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 just it's one of those fucking wild things, but that's how we go. That's how we go. And guys, that has been us. That's Alex Perlman. That is me Zatoyo Perlman where can they find you uh y'all can find me on TikTok at Alex Perlman excuse me at Alex underscore Perlman you can find me on Twitter at Alex Perlman you can find both of us on Twitter at them boys pod and you can find Satoyo on everything at Satoyo One. Also, remember, guys, my album is dropping August 26th, The Foreigner. It's available for pre-sale now. I'll make sure that we put the link to that in the description of this episode. Also, I'll be headlining September 6th, Tuesday at 8 p.m. at Helium Comedy Club. I'll make sure the link for that is in the description of this episode as well. We have been them boys, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to rate us, review us on all them platforms. Peace. Oh, Satoya, before we go, I got to say yeah. one thing on the record. I think okay. this is the first podcast we've ever recorded where both of us were wearing tank tops at the same time. It was about to say it's hot outside. It's, dude, it's hot as fuck. It's a goddamn heat wave. This was yes. this this episode was a lot of fun. And yeah. hopefully 
We don't have as many technical problems as I'm afraid we just did. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for listening. Right, peace. peace.